podcast with Dave and Blair. Blair, it's been a crazy day today. Well, you and my wife had the wheels shot off of your day. So, yeah, it's been pretty normal for me. Technology is designed to make your life better. But when it does not work and you can't quote, take payments, do anything. <laughs> right. It's just awful. People don't have an understanding for that either. There's no empathy in the world when your tech is down. It's just like, well, no, I get your tech is down, but can I get that quote? Yeah, and then the workaround on the email that we got was, yes, we can do a quote, but just let them know it could change. (laughs) That's that's a difficult sales tactic. Yeah, uh, we're refinancing our house, and uh, I would not want that changed at the last moment that was so we we survived it and just like always you just put a smile on your face and get on down the road well and i thought about you last night i don't normally think of you at night dave (laughs) but uh last night i did because i was watching the world series on tv and you were watching it in person we attended it it was a very unique experience um everyone in arms distant apart yeah and it's really weird when there's only eleven thousand people there for an event of that stature, mm-hmm. and it was pretty cool. They had all of the seats that you could not sit in were actually zip-tied. Okay. So there, you were going to social distance come hell or high water. <laughs> right. They didn't really care. But How did it work at the concession stands? Um, it cut just in and out. I mean, it was prepackaged. They didn't touch anything necessarily, but they got a new thing, which is kind of cool. They have <clears throat> refrigerators set up, and, like, instead of the, the guy with the beer trough. Right. They have like a convenience store. So you walk up and you actually get your beer out. Nice. And, and then you pay at the cash register just like a convenience store. It was really interesting. It's the time to learn magic. I guess so. <laughs> so but going to a World Series game where you have absolutely no skin in the game other than we bet the over. So we were just cheering for runs. Well, and you got some. And we got some. Yeah. So that was cool. Eight no, it was a great experience. Eight to three Dodgers, uh, I think. Or is it eight to five? I don't yeah, yeah, by then. Once it went over four and a half, we were <laughs> yeah, Oh, gold. four and a half? Was like, oh, yeah. that's a good over-under, yeah. <laughs> no kidding. That was done in the third inning, probably. Um, yeah, I was watching that last night. For some reason, you know, my parents lived in L.A. for a little while. Right. I've been to Dodger Stadium two or three times. I lived in Tampa. I was telling Don, like, every time a run was scored, I just got happy. I didn't really care who was scoring. Right. I, I just enjoyed watching it. Well, see, if you bet the over, then you're really happy every time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, making money. Yeah, no kidding. Well, it was a lot of fun. This week is fun because uh, we are prepping for our first road trip of the What's Next podcast. Yep. We set it up just so we could travel together. And thanks to COVID, that hasn't happened, but, <laughs> except to Fort Worth. Well, we only had to wait. Uh, a month and a half. Like, right. we started this in, in September, yeah. so it hasn't been that long. But, yeah, we're going to go down to uh, Central Texas, about, what, 40 miles outside of Hearn and College Station. Mm-hmm. Is Rockdale. It Rockdale, Texas, mm-hmm. where Brett's Barbecue is celebrating their second anniversary. And I think normally you'd think, well, second anniversary, who cares? But Brett's making a little bit of a scene on the barbecue front. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I first ate there in the summer of 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll get into that a little bit later, but I, I thought it was a great, great place. Yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to getting the story. So what we're going to do is go down there with our podcast recording equipment and get a lot of stories because he's going to have about 20 different barbecue uh, pitmasters there. Right. They're going to cook off against each other uh, for a little fun thing on Sunday, and then we're going to come back hopefully with a hell of a lot of stories. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, And it made me think, Dave, I man, I grew up in Stillwater, Oklahoma. I don't remember barbecue as a kid. Did you get introduced to barbecue a lot younger than me? So, 
the first time I really remember going to a barbecue place was Joe Allen's. We would always go before the ACU game or the Abilene High game if we were going to a football game. That was a big stopping spot for us. And so I just thought that's all there was. Yeah, in the 1980s, Joe Allen's was it mm -hmm. for barbecue oh, yeah. in Abilene. And there was one other when I, you know, you and I kind of moved there at similar times. So you're the same way. You got right. to Abilene and you got introduced. Uh, the other one I remembered was Harold's Barbecue. Yep. Oh, yeah. And Harold's had a story behind it. It's no longer there. I think Joe Allen's is still there. Right. But Harold's had the picture of Abraham Lincoln looking dude, no mustache, <laughs> beard. And it said the only white boy to work the pit. That's and, right. and boy, that got the white Christians excited. I yeah. Think. And. And he had two kinds of sauce, hot and <laughs> yeah, damn hot. That's right. I said, well, how's damn hot? He said, it's damn it hot. Damn hot. So we would go in there. We would um, sometimes we would early release ourselves. Right. As seniors. Mm -hmm. And we weren't supposed to leave for lunch, obviously. But we would go over there and eat lunch. And he knew us through the through the football booster club. Okay. And so he goes, oh, look at all these doctors and lawyers coming into my barbecue <laughs> restaurant here. <laughs> yeah, and he would sing occasionally. Oh, yeah. He'd sing those gospel songs while he was serving. It was great. So Harold's was great. That cornbread was unbelievable. You know, the homemade bread over at Joe Allen's, I remember. I think my affinity to barbecue is because not a lot of vegetables involved. Yeah, it's right down your so alley. So almost everything has flown, run, or swam, and so it's usually <laughs> right what I like. If it's been on the ark, he'll eat it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the uh, the other thing about Harold's, when you said the cornbread, they did it differently. It was hot water cornbread. I think that's what it's called. Mm -hmm. And I have no idea how you make cornbread in water, but um, I don't know. It was awesome. It had a crust all the way around it yep. instead of just on the top. It was great. And that's just a cool barbecue name, Harold. Yeah, just simple one name. Nowadays in Abilene, they've got a barbecue place that is is making some noise. I see it on the Texas Monthly list. And that's Stillwater, but I've never been there. Have you been to Stillwater yet? I have not. Now, I have been to the shed in Abilene, and, I, man, uh, Don and I thought it was just damn good. It's out on Buffalo Gap Road. From what I understand, the guy's grandparents used to run a place in Wingate, Texas. Okay. It made the Texas Monthly twice. Uh, in 88 and 1992, it made the top 50. But for one reason or another, they didn't keep that thing going. I don't know if the economy in Wingate sucked or whatever. But the, uh, the grandson, Byron, uh, he's got it going up with his wife. And we went down there, and they do a butcher shop in there, so you can get a ribeye. You know, you can take meat out uh, and cook it at home. It was awesome. That's great. Well, I got really involved in the craft barbecue side of it at, in 2017. I, we had already gone to some, some places, and you just look up best barbecue in Texas and it was always the Texas monthly list. Mm -hmm. So when we would go down for soccer camp down in college station, my buddy Reggie Willis and Kyle and I, we would load up every day at lunch and go 30 to 45 minutes in any direction and find a barbecue place. And then when the list came out, they had a little booklet that was put together by hopefully our first sponsor, Yeti coolers. That's right. We're still working we, on that. We one. love you. Yeti coolers. Um, we had a great, uh, a great time just finding these little spots in Giddings, Texas, or in Brenham, or in Hearn. Or it's just awesome to go check out these little bitty joints that have been there forever and ever. Well, and you've got the little Bible right there in front of you. I keep I it see. in my truck, 365. Yeah. So 
from what I understand, because I've been with you before, you would take this around, and then these places, at least at one time, would give you a sticker. Exactly. And you would complete the stickers, right. but a couple of them were, like, way far out, and you really had to work to get them, and you just never got to them, right? Yeah, so they, for each category, you could win, you know, if you went to all of them, you got a cooler, you could win a hat, you could win a t-shirt. There was little things for the easy ones, but they always put one. Like in Jefferson and far, far east Texas or way up in Lubbock or way down in Brownsville. There's always that on one of the lists. So we never actually got anything. But it just it created an afternoon of memories. Most of them you're standing in line for 15 to 20 minutes, sometimes mm -hmm. four hours. <laughs> right. I mean, I've done it all. The first time we went to Snows was um, for the, right before the spring game mm -hmm. in now, 2017. For those outside of the state of Texas, Snows right now is considered the very best. It's number, number one. It's number one. It appears on a Netflix special. Yeah. It, it, it's a whole deal. And Tootsie is so great. I've had my picture taken with her several times. And Kyle and I have had our picture taken with him, my son. And uh, the first time we went there was in, I guess it had to be April of 2017. Okay. Because it was for the spring game. And Jim Sattler and I went on the way down to the game. Mm -hmm. Stood in line for about, oh, I don't know. We were eating by 10.15, 10.30. Okay. Because they open at 8 o'clock. Mm -hmm. um, the second time I went there was after the list came out. We were in line for four hours, and we only got chicken. <laughs> right. yeah. give You'll get what we got. <laughs> That's all they had left. So it just shows you what how powerful this list is. It really does. And Tootsie, who you mentioned, she's 85, correct? She's 85. Yeah. So Don and I tried to go down there uh, after the Netflix special, and you were like, you better get in line by 6 a.m., yes. which seems insane. Uh, but they're only doing uh, shipping orders because of COVID. You, yeah. you can't have a bunch of people hugging an 85-year-old. No, right and, and I don't think she can handle being there without her. I mean, she is a people person. And when she sees that you have on Aggie gear, she likes you even more. Yeah. You know, she's she's a great, great person. She talked to Kyle for 10 or 15 minutes and talked about her different recipes and stuff. Well, speaking of Aggie gear, when we moved to College Station from Abilene, the quality of barbecue, I thought, took a hit. No, uh, there's there's no doubt. Yeah. So we would go to Tom's Barbecue where, I, you know, I, I give them um, an A for effort. They, they had the Aggie special. And, and they made all of their money on parents taking their kids to eat. <laughs> right. Because and no one went there without their parents. No. And they would give you a butcher paper uh, and a knife. There was no other thing. You had to put it all together. And they give you, you like a loaf of bread to figure it out. Piece of onion, piece of cheese, yeah. some brisket, some dry uh, sausage. But the other place that was kind of, you know, by the time we rolled around there, I don't know if it was in its glory days anymore, but there was Martin's Barbecue yep. on College Ave. Yep. But it's kind of famous for another reason. Yeah, that's where Aaron Franklin actually worked. So uh, b when Aaron left, the deft of, <laughs> of talent to be at the well, pit was. And was it actually, and he'll, he'll admit to you today, he didn't, he was a terrible cook when he worked there. So Yeah, well, uh, w we tasted the food, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it was fun. But they actually had that counter we could sit at and then go out, and uh, the pit master was right there with a nice Schaefer Light that he would share with us while we were out there. Boy, Schaefer Light, that is the beer that time <laughs> has forgotten. But, Thank uh, but God. <laughs> I remember some good times with Schaefer. Now, after college, you and I went to the same place, but you didn't stick around as long as I did. We both went down to Houston for a, a hot minute. The, the, the barbecue place that I remember in Houston back in the day was Good & Company. Yep. 
Yep. And that was spicy beans. I like those. Yeah. And, and you know, it, this is probably indicative of why it's not on the top 50 list. We're both talking about their sides because yeah. that's where I fell in love with potato salad. But now they've got another one, real nice one out uh, in the west side of town as you're headed towards College Station. And so uh, I guess they're doing real well. But the depth, just the depths of depression that I went into from a barbecue perspective when I moved out to Tampa, Florida. And that's when the big green egg became a player in my life, Dave. Yeah, you told me about this big green egg thing. And I didn't, I didn't listen. No, not for a while. It, it took some, some proving. You know, one of the best phrases I've ever heard uh, came from uh, our friend Clay, who said, well, if Blair is cooking human meat, I'd be a little worried. But if he's cooking on the big green egg, I'm going to eat it. <laughs> so, so that's the big green egg for you. I, I got it out there in College State, uh, sorry, in, uh, in Tampa. And, and that's when I first tried to barbecue, but boy, my game was weak. Yeah. I didn't have the patience for it. And when you moved to Colleyville, I started cooking on your egg and I started seeing the greatness of it. And I said, hmm, very, very interesting. And then on my 40th birthday, I got one and I created the phrase, the only thing I don't like about the big green egg is I waited 40 years to get one. <laughs> right. It is, it is the most versatile cooker for sure. I cook on mine three times a week. But the, uh, the call of home, it came to me, Dave, and I ended up moving back to Fort Worth. <laughs> now, the greatness of Fort Worth, and we've mentioned this back in our bicycle episode, but it's railhead barbecue. Oh, yeah. So barbecue in and of itself, you love way more than me. But barbecue with a schooner of beer, now I'm kind of getting up close to your level yeah. of, uh, of appreciation. Standing in line having a beer while you're waiting to get your barbecue I mean, that's, it's almost tailgating. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's fun, and it's, it's an experience, and it's stuff that I like to do. Same reason I like uh, Joe T. Garcia's. Mm -hmm. Oh, there's a line? Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Don and I will pull up at Joe T's and go, oh, there's not a long enough line, and we will leave. That way we can come back and drink margaritas in line. No one's standing in line for pizza. <laughs> no. Like, not oh, that I know of. Let's stand in line. No. No, but barbecue will get people out at 6 in the morning. Now, one thing that's kind of interesting about what we're going to step into is this is a central Texas type cook-off for, you know, we've got people who listen to us in Virginia and right. California and Chicago. What is it? What is central Texas barbecue, Dave? Pretty much all of Texas, but for sure, central Texas, it's going to be cooked on oak. Okay. It's going to be brisket, ribs, and sausage mainly. Some of the places will have turkey and chicken as well. But the main thing is going to be no sauce. So, you know, in my estimation, the only time you'd put sauce on brisket is when you didn't cook it correctly. <laughs> right. I, I have uh, I've been brought leftovers from, from you that Kyle, your son, brought to me for a party. And he watched me pour sauce on it, assuming it was dry because it right. was the next day. And he, he called you and was like, uh, Uncle Blair already ruined the brisket. <laughs> <laughs> he ratted you out he so did, fast. He did, real quick. Yeah, I grew up loving sauce. Uh, it's only in recent years that I have uh, appreciated the artistry it really takes to cook a piece of meat. And right. a lot of these guys who we're going to go see, they just use salt and pepper, which right. is, uh, you know, Steve Mackey mentioned that when he was mm -hmm. here. But to me, that is beyond my understanding. I'm just not good enough 
Yeah, I mean, it, and you just get to, and w- we go back to the Malcolm Gladwell 10,000 hours. Right. I mean, I bought my first smoker in 1999. Kyle had just been born, so a lot of time at the house. So 14 hours just hanging out at the house was not a problem at all with a newborn. And so learning how to smoke, you know, that you cook one and it tastes like a boot, <laughs> and then you cook the next one and it tastes a little better than a boot, and then they start tasting good and now you buy a bigger smoker and then a bigger smoker and more meat. And, and where's the sweet spot? Because I remember coming home from Costco with like a 30-pound brisket and you just shook your head. You're like, <laughs> no, no, no. Everybody calls and goes, it's, it's only one. I can't get it off 160. I can't get it out. Just relax. Stop looking at your thermometer. Right. I guarantee it's not done yet. No, the, I think the 12-pounder is probably the best. I mean, the cow needs to face north when it sleeps. <laughs> right. You, it's on the package, though. Yeah, you can read you that. Have to sit, no. It, <laughs> I've cooked two briskets from Costco out of the same rack, out of the same date, out of the same butcher, and one of them tastes amazing, and the other one was just okay. You just never, never know. And what, what is that, the fat striations within I there? So, yeah, and I think sometimes, you know, was was the cow scared right before they put it down, and there's adrenaline that caused the – to tense up i mean there's all kinds of theories what i found is if you can cook it at 250 and your temperature never gets off 250 it's going to taste good now some are going to taste better than others but you can make anything taste good yeah uh, i had a long conversation with a guy named christian palmaz who runs a winery in napa valley and he was sort of describing wine the same way is that you just never know you're taking the exact same wine out of the exact same mm-hmm. field and you're putting it in identical barrels that you bought from the same place sure. and then you pull it and you're like oh crap something weird happened in this barrel last saturday i cooked ribs and for the first time since probably 2011 i took a bite and i go that would win the state championship right there oh you're like damn i'm not in the competition <laughs> yeah. i mean and sometimes you just get it and we like to cook them way more than competition level and we like them to fall off the bone. Right. But I had babysitted these, you know, during the games on Saturday, and it was literally bite perfect, dead on money. Yeah, so what you're talking about there is you have a, a rib. Right. And you bite into it, and when you pull away, the meat easily comes off in your mouth, mm-hmm. but it does not pull off the bone. It just leaves the imprint of your right. teeth essentially right. in it. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, to me – that needs another hour yeah. <laughs> because I yeah. like to pull the bone and the meat stays on. Right. But, yeah, most people in the competitions, that is not the way to play ball. Do competitions care whether or not you use just salt and pepper? Uh, is no. there a bias that way? No, but you're going to lose depending on where you're at. Okay. So it's fun to watch these shows, and that kind of what got me into it in 2010. Um, I'm, You know how I like to have – other successful agents and i like to steal their ideas sure there's a guy that he cooked um chili and he had chili every friday for his clients or twice a month or something and i was like that's it i'm gonna have a barbecue at my office so i bought a big trailer and uh it had a six foot um grill on it and i started smoking meat and so the last thursday of every month i would have um pulled pork and ham and brisket for my for my clients or any friends or everybody in the community. Yeah, anyone who comes by, yeah. So it was awesome. It was so fun. Um, 
due to COVID, we haven't been able to do it. And I still have people call, hey, are we having a barbecue this month? Mm -hmm. I have a client that came back to me. We are more expensive on his homeowner's insurance, <laughs> but he wanted to go to the barbecue. Right. So it's just been fun. <laughs> the guilt, Dave. I, I just can't eat your barbecue without being your client. So I was real involved with the Lions Club and the Chamber. And I said, hey, we could, we could make this happen. We have a Heritage Fest in October. That is a citywide, it's a two-day festival kind of thing. And I said, why don't we have a barbecue cook-off? So we started that in 2010, and so we've had it every year since then. Well, where was the place where the light switch, you know, really turned on for you with barbecue? I think that that contest, really? the second contest that we entered, and we had been putting in the effort of practice. You know, we had put in the time. We had learned how the smoker worked. We had learned how much heat, how to regulate. We stopped falling asleep and letting the fire go out <laughs> getting too drunk yeah, whatever all that stuff and so that's really when it hit and then you know in 2015 when i bought lori because that's gus's second girlfriend so <laughs> oh yeah so <laughs> kyle and i named the second smoker lori you know i needed a grill and you know we'd go down to college station for tailgates or, or the neighborhood association would call and say hey dave can you do some hamburgers and i had a smoker mm -hmm. and it was very transportable but I couldn't cook hamburgers or hot dogs or anything like that. So that's when we got a little bit bigger smoker and then the big four-foot grill on the other side of the trailer. Yeah, the four-foot grill is great because you can heat up the queso right. or burn the queso as, yeah. as, as will, will happen. Mm -hmm. the, um, the time for me, Dave, where I ate a piece of barbecue where I thought, oh, that's transcendent. Uh, that was the ribs and Angelo's in, in Fort Worth. Yeah. And uh, another yeah. schooner place. Yes, definitely a schooner place. They've been around forever. But the modern day barbecue place that we are going to experience this weekend, it's really changing. Because as I was going through the list, a lot of them had Asian influences, a lot of Vietnamese, Chinese. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, and then some people were putting, um, you know, Mexican flair on it and doing um, barbacoa and yep. all kinds of stuff. So yep. me having a, a very global palate, Dude, I am pumped to go try some yeah. of these places because around here I don't see the 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 Asian influence in the barbecue place, but it seems to be pretty popular in Houston, Austin, that time. Yeah, it, it started getting real popular, especially when you know all the cooking shows came on, and then people started doing fusion, and so they started having brisket, but brisket with sushi, mm -hmm. and they started having ribs, but ribs with you know a type of ramen. Right. And just different stuff like that. It's been really, really interesting. Well, the I don't know how people are going to judge that in a competition. Like, how do you take a bowl of ramen with amazing brisket right. and compare that to just a brisket, you know, by itself? Uh, it'd yeah. be interesting to see how they're going to do the competition. In a quote-unquote competition, you know, you're going to have rules and it's going to be five slices of brisket, five ribs, a whole chicken. Um, in this, it's just going to be kind of a taste, you know, a, a fielder's choice, you know, it's going right. to be a, whoever's, you know, whatever tastes good. You know, we've done the, the appetizer contests and at the steak cookoffs and stuff. Right. And so if you can make something that's different, well, then you got a lot better chance than just twice baked potato, you know? Right. Yeah. So I think I'm guessing, and it'll be interesting to find yeah. out, but I would imagine if I was going into a competition with a stacked group like several of these are on the honorable mentions right. or the barbecue places to look at because a lot of these barbecue places they're not much older than 2016 right. 
I would imagine they're going to be bringing out some curveballs and some breaking stuff because uh, I don't I don't know. As I'm looking at the lineup, it just doesn't look like a traditional. Okay, it's a brisket off. Yeah. So that's to me the most exciting yeah, thing. Yeah, it's, it's going to be great, and different parts of the country are going to cook differently. You know, you go up to Kansas City, it's going to be a lot more sauce involved. They still do brisket and ribs, but it's a lot more saucy. Um, over in Memphis and North Carolina, those areas, they really enjoy coleslaw on their sandwich, which mm-hmm. is really weird. <laughs> right, especially for you. Yeah. Yeah. And and col- um, and then you got the vinegar out there in the Carolinas. Uh-huh. Uh, what about Georgia? Do they kind of follow that same? Kind of the same, yep. More more sweet. You know, here, if it doesn't kick, you know, if it, if it doesn't have some pepper in it, well, then people aren't going to like it. And, yeah. You know, we use cayenne in ours. And I like it to have a pop. You know, you used to always say that when you had enough red pepper on your pizza, as an ant could walk across it and not step on the pizza. Yeah, do not step on my pizza. Just oh, go that's how we do our, That's how we do our ribs and brisket. So, you know, because it's so much meat. If you got 12 pounds and all that fat is going to emulsify, it's going to – that seasoning is going to spread out, and it's not – it's not light you up hot. It's just very, very good. Well, it's funny how fate intervenes, Dave, because – Don and I were headed down after seeing that Netflix show, like I said, and we booked a hotel at the Rainbow Court, and then about an hour later, the owner calls me, and he says, hey, Blair, I know you're coming down for snows, but they're not, they're not open. All right. He's like, but I still want you to come, and I was like, okay, it seems like a hard sell based on where you're at, what's yeah. going on, and he says, well, there's a place called Brett's, and in the viewer's no, or not. They wouldn't be viewers. Uh, I guess it would be readers. In the readers. Yeah, for mm-hmm. Texas Monthly. He came in second, and in the semifinals, he beat Aaron Franklin. Right. And he's like, you got to come down. And so Don and I went down to Brett's. I called you, and you're like, yep, I've been there before. It's right on the main road. It's terrific. And we had an absolute blast, and he could not have been uh, more kind. I whipped him to death with the fact that we had a podcast, yeah. <laughs> and he pretended that that was the greatest thing in the world, and so invited us down. So, dude, I, we're going to bring uh, a couple bottles of whiskey and, um, and, and open minds, man, and, yeah. and try some new stuff. Well, he was, on the, he was on that contest in Texas Monthly, and I, was, you know, I followed that real closely. And I said, we got to give this guy a shot. And so Reggie loves Truth Barbecue in Brenham, which mm-hmm. is probably top three for me. Okay. Um, and I was like, we just got to try it. And so we went and uh, we sat next to a couple of Highway Patrol, and they said, you made the right decision. They said, you're really going to enjoy this barbecue. And it was good. And he had just opened up. I, th- I don't think he had been open up but a couple months. No, if you went in 2018 and we're going for the second anniversary, you were there a month or so after his opening. And the look on his face made me never, ever want to open up a barbecue place because <laughs> you could just tell he, he was just whipped because he was doing it. He's doing it all himself at that point. Yeah, I don't know how much help he's got now because yeah. he looked really tired when I saw him too. <laughs> super nice guy. Super, oh, super nice dude, guy. he went out to every table. He made everyone feel welcome. The uh, – Here's here's the trick that he pulled off, and, and this is a true trick, and that is that my Cajun wife liked his boudin. Yeah, so, he has good boudin. Yeah, so it's called Doc's Boudin. I tried to look him up on the web, couldn't find mm-hmm. anything. I looked him up on Instagram. So uh, Doc must be working out of his uh, his back room, but yeah. he makes a killer boudin. He's going to be there. Uh, Dave, I hope we come back with a million stories. I think we really will. All right, well. It was a hell of another week. Thanks, Dave. Let's make it happen. All right, later.